Welcome to the Styano Plastic Surgery Podcast with plastic surgeon JJ Styano, the only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specializing in breast and body contouring. Hello, it is time for my uh, question and answer session tonight. So I've got some questions that I've been asked in the week, which I'm going to go through. Just made a note of what they are. Um, As ever, if you've got any questions, you can always post them live and I'd be very happy to answer them for you. So, I have received a question via a direct message on Facebook from a patient who has sent me some photos. She's not a patient of mine. She, I, I don't know, I think she, well, she was someone else's patient, obviously, who had surgery. Uh, not sure when, but she's had breast implants and she's not happy with the result of the surgery and has seen three surgeons and has had three opinions and is asking for my opinion which I have given Um, and I just thought it raised a couple of interesting points about revision uh, following breast implants because there are two issues that she has. One issue is that uh, probably less of an issue but she says if she uh, is going to have anything done to change the implants she wants them to be bigger which is a common Thing that happens and the the other issue the main issue that she's got is that one implant is sitting lower or one breast rather is sitting lower than the other breast and that's something that she's unhappy with and the interesting thing to me is she um, just sent the post-op photos and uh, it was evident that there was an asymmetry between the breasts one nipple was lower than the other um, and it's something that's very common in to have an asymmetry between your breasts in fact um, I would go so far as to say it is normal to have an asymmetry between your breasts um, because because everybody that I see pretty much has got an asymmetry between the breasts and the uh, this is good isn't it mm. a bit bit warm on the um props got some props um everybody has got an asymmetry between the breasts and the fact of the matter is that it's quite often that people don't notice it preoperatively uh but they often notice it postoperatively and so i go um i make a point of pointing it out when there is an asymmetry between the breasts or between the nipples or between the volume between the breasts obviously surgery we're always trying to make things absolutely perfect and symmetrical but to be honest with you they never are um if you have an asymmetry of volume between your breasts because the implants come like uh, 2 220 250 270 you know 315 whatever you will often think about using a differential augmentation but there has to be quite a significant asymmetry between the breasts to uh, to have a differential augmentation a differential augmentation being different size implants in because um if you put a bigger implant in the smaller breast that can often make that breast bigger 
And so you have to decide whether you're going to make that bit bigger or just keep it smaller. Um, and often you end up putting the same size implants in. So I'll say to people, you've got a bit of an asymmetry there. It's not drastic. It's quite normal. within normal limbs. You'll still have an asymmetry afterwards, um, one way or the other. Uh, but the, the 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 main problem this patient had was that the breast height was asymmetrical. One was lower than the other. And the fact of the matter is that one nipple was a bit lower than the other, which was a pre-existing thing. You've got to think about what, what implants can achieve. Implants can't lift the nipple, really. Um, and so if you want to lift the nipple, they can, then you need to do a lift. They can add projection. They can make the nipple stick out further but they can't make one nipple if, if there's an asymmetry of nipple height you can't make one nipple go higher with by using an implant um, particularly if you're putting the same size implants in both breasts because there wasn't a significant volume asymmetry so it's just nipple height asymmetry so what the surgeon had done was he had put the implants in to center them on the nipple which is where they should be so both breasts looked fine the implants were sitting fine in both breasts but one was lower than the other because one nipple was lower than the other because of a pre-existing problem and uh, what I said to her is it would be possible to raise the fold on that one side to make the breasts sit more level but you wouldn't be raising the nipple. And so if you raise the implant and don't raise the nipple and the, the nipple is then sitting on the lower border of the, uh, of the breast, it can make that nipple look like it's sitting lower than it is. You can make a nipple look sit like it's sitting low or high by changing the position of the implant. If the implant's too low, it can make the, implant, the nipple look like it's too high. Similarly, if the implant's too high, it can make the nipple look like it's too low. So... Um, You've got to be careful that you don't cure one problem and make that implant sit level with the other one, but create another one because all of a sudden, hold on a minute, that breast doesn't look normal because the nipple's sitting at the lower pole of the breast, whereas it looks normal now. So that's interesting, and I think it's basically just to be aware of the asymmetries. And at the end of the day, you know, my view was I think think there was a good result of the surgery. The result, the surgery was good. The asymmetry was in normal limits. I totally understand why people are, uh, can be unhappy about these asymmetries because they feel they've spent thousands of pounds on surgery and it should be right. But the fact of the matter is we're often dealing with pre-existing asymmetries that it's not easy to correct. I mean, you can correct the nipple height asymmetry by making a scar around the nipple, but then you've got a scar on the front of the breast. And it's, to be honest with you, it's not worth it because I would just say, look, you'd have to accept that that was a pre-existing uh, asymmetry and it's within normal limits but i think the problem with all these things is having the counseling pre-optively because i think if she'd been told that pre-optively she'd have had have had it a lot easier to cope with it now or she could have made a decision she might say oh my god that's going to be horrendous i'm not going to have surgery which is fine um or that's okay my breasts will be bigger and i'll be happy on that those grounds so it's all about pre-optive counseling which is why i always say to people come back as an office you want because we go over it and you know i'd love going over it again and again and again because every time you come, there's a little bit more information that you take in. It's hard to take everything in first time. Um, so it's always good to have at least two and, you know, really as many as you want consultations. Because th these nuances are really important to get hold of pre-optively. So you don't feel shortchanged and cheated post-optively when you have a something that wasn't explained to you beforehand. Um, that's, I mean, it's the same with anything in life, isn't it? It's any sort of tradesman or anything. They do something and then something happens and they say oh yeah that always happens if they told you pre-op you know before they did it you could be a bit um more forgiving so the other the other point that she makes is about the wanting to be bigger and again 
it's all about well, not again but it's all about width and uh, i felt that the width of those implants was good which is the thing that i look for i look for the width because i'm thinking to myself from my point of view i'm thinking if i'm going to put bigger implants in they're going to be bigger in one of two ways they're either going to be wider or they're going to be a higher projection now in this case i think they're already extra high profile so i couldn't go in a higher projection so i've had to go to wider implants which would have been possible but the problem with going wider again you can create other problems problems such as simastia web between the breast uniboob it's not a good look difficult to treat and it happens when the pockets merge the breast pockets merge if the implants are too wide or they they too lateral and your, your arm hits them so that can cause problems um, the, if they weren't extra high profile, it would have been possible to go to a higher profile. But I say to patients when they say, because lots of people come back and say, I wish I'd gone bigger. I say, look, you'd be different. You'd either be wider or they'd stick out more. And you may not like that look. You may like that look. It may be reasonable to go bigger and to change to higher profile implants, but you may not. So it's something to think about. And, you know, and we, we go to great lengths to get the right implant first time. Uh, and even and though we do that, the majority of patients come back and say they wish they'd gone bigger, but that's okay because the implants usually fit the fra their frame. They're happy with the result, and in their mind, they just think they'd like the same result but bigger, but they can't have the same result but bigger. They'd have a slightly different result if they had bigger ones. They'd be either, say, either wider or um, higher profile. So that was, uh, that was good. Um, so that was one um, interesting... Um, uh, inquiry we've had this week what I have also written here revision that's the one pain two years patient this is a patient of mine who's got pain two years after having implants and um, I thought I'd just mention this because it has any it is and I'm going to be seeing them in the clinic soon to talk about this but I thought I'd mention it because it is interesting that you do sometimes see stuff like this and it's difficult to know what to say to people before having surgery because there are some things that happen um, with implants that are not common and this is not common and, and I'm going to have to look to check there's no other cause of the pain um, because it's not common for pain uh, sorry for implants to be causing pain two years after surgery I don't think it's just started I think it's always had a bit of discomfort and it's never really settled and it's um, this isn't usual this isn't common uh, but stuff like this can happen and you do see it occasionally um, you may know that years ago silicone implants were banned in america because they said that they caused um, all sorts of problems d diseases rheumatoid arthritis sle all sorts of problems um, and they looked for a link and they found no link so they use them again and the way I put it to people is that there's no link that implants cause long-term pain, but there are people out there who say they've got pain with implants in. Um, just because there's no link doesn't mean, I mean, just because we don't know a link that there's a link doesn't mean there isn't a link. So uh, it's a tricky one. Um, I'll put it down here to talk about. I don't really know. Um, we will do what we can and try and um, um, maybe get a pain specialist involved and see what's, if there's anything we can help, absolutely check there's no other cause because that's something you don't want to be missing, a red herring because people get breast pain without implants in. So we've got to make sure that there's not other cause of this breast pain nostalgia. Obviously, there are uh, um, people who, who do get pain within the breast tissue 
Um, it's as I say, it's unusual for the implant to be causing the pain, but you do see it sometimes. And uh, the first step is to exclude a, a, another cause. Um, and then I think um, we would have to look at ways of alleviating the pain and improving symptoms because, um, as I say, the the implant itself to cause the pain is 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 unusual and it's difficult to know how to treat because um, often one of the things that goes through people's minds if they have a lot of problems is, oh, like, take the implants out. The problem is because I can't categorically say the implant's causing the pain, I can always, I'll always have to say to them, I can't categorically say to you taking the implants out will make the pain better. And particularly in this case, this patient's very happy with the cosmetic outcome. So again, I don't want to cause another problem by removing the, um, removing the implants and, and and, and trying to call, uh, trying to improve the pain, um, hi Arazu, um, uh, but creating another problem, which is obviously a cosmetic issue of removing the implants without guaranteeing causing um, improving that. So I just thought I'd mention that. I don't know if, how, if that's helpful mentioning that, but anyway, it's just something that's happened this week. Um, when wired bra fitted? No, I think actually that's just my notes here. I think when when can you wear, wear a bra and when can you get fitted? That was it, wasn't it? Um, breasty, breasty day today, isn't it? Um, when can you wear a wide bra? This is after imp- the patient having implants. The thing about having implants, certainly the way I do it, and I think most people in the UK is using what's called an inframammary incision, which is an inf- incision in the bra fold of the bra. I usually place it slightly a little bit off the uh, fold, so slightly ab- above the fold. But uh, wearing a wired bra, the wire of the bra can sometimes irritate that scar. So I normally say wait about a month for it to for the scar to settle. The scar will probably still be quite red and quite firm at a month. Um, but it, it depends on how you are. A lot of people can't wait to get into a wired bra, particularly in the summertime. Not so bad in this weather, but in the summertime, those sports bras and the post-op bras can be quite unwieldy. So um, they can't wait to get into normal bras. Um, so I normally say about a month, see how you go and you can start wearing normal wired bras, see how you feel. So, uh, it might be uncomfortable. The wire might irritate the scar, in which case stop. Don't just carry on. Cause I said it, you can wear it at a month. Everyone's different. So try it at a month and see how you feel. And, uh, if it's okay, then it's okay. If it's not okay, then go back to your sports bra. If you want to carry on wearing a wired bra or the design of a wired bra, cause they're often a bit more. Uh, sort of strappy and less sort of wide on the on the straps um, certainly if you're going out and things you can remove the wire of a wired bra but obviously that ruins the bra so you may not want to do that but if you did want to particularly go out for an event or wear a wired bra but the wire is annoying you or annoying the scar you can do that uh, that is an option uh, so an option when to get fitted similarly uh, you have to wait for the shape and everything to settle and I normally say that starts around three months now obviously you can get fitted before then well not obviously but if it's obvious I suppose you're not the question but you know you can get fitted before then um, but and I don't think you're going to change your cup size um, but the shape does take time to settle and I know if you can wait to at least don't go crazy before three months you might want to get some bras in that time but um, three months is really when things start to settle. And that's why I'd say, look, that's getting an idea what sort of size, shape you're going to be at three months. It's not going to totally settle six, 12, 18 months, um, but things will start around three months. So three months is the answer to that question. Um, so I hope that's been helpful. I hope you like the cat. I'm in my casual today. 
gone casual and uh, I don't know who put the uh, lens or whatever over that side because I've been looking over that side to start off. Am I looking at? Yeah, that's the lens, isn't it? Um, so someone's looking at the wrong side, but there you go. That's what happens in showbiz. Um, so that's me. I'm 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 out. Um, I'm gonna go. Oh, great dawn. Good. I've been getting the excellent dawn. You got a question, right? Dawn's asking. I've been I've been getting some sharp pains around the side. Is this normal? Right. I um. Right. So how, I don't know how long post op. You are dawn, but you're quite a while, aren't you? You're, you, you, I'm going to say, couple couple of months. It's probably going to be more than that. It's probably going to be four months or something. Um, anyway, totally normal. Um, particularly any any time you do any surgery, you're messing about with things, and you're messing about with this this sort of sharp pain thing is nerves. Basically, it's nerves, little nerves. You're cutting through any nerves. I had a hernia repair, and uh, literally. Um, I thought you said just had it done. June had it done. Blimey, O'Reilly, you are kidding me. That's, what's that, five months or something? Oh, where'd that go? Where'd this year go? Um, yeah, my hernia, I mean, I, even after a year, I was getting some funny funny pains in my hernia repair. Uh, and that's just the skin. Uh, the, 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 there's little nerves, tiny little nerves, not big nerves, that actually supply important stuff. But there's tiny little nerves in the skin all over the place, particularly things like a breast reduction because you're moving everything all over the place. You're moving things around. You're moving tissue around. Uh, and uh, you have to reshape the breast. Um, and so anytime you're cutting through tissues and moving things around, there are little nerve fibers. They're like little electrical cables, and they're just firing off. And sometimes you get funny feelings. Sometimes you get pain. Sometimes it manifests as these sharp pains. Uh, hyper hyperesthesia, which is uh, overly sensitive area, particularly sensitive places like the nipple. The nipple's a very sensitive area, so you can get um, discomfort around the nipple. Uh, um, sometimes you get numbness. You know, it's it's un- unpredictable what sort of things can happen, but it's not unusual. There you go. Um, it's not unusual to get problems like this, uh, and it can take a while. It can take... I mean, I'm saying about a year... Uh, all right, Andy, hold on, hold on. I've got to, I, that question's going to go in a minute, so I've got to read it. Um, I hope another question doesn't come in, Andy, because I'm going to miss your question. Um, it can take a year or so for that to, I wonder if I can scroll these questions. Oh, yes, I can. Um, it can take a year or so for those um, numbnessy type problems and sharp pains. And uh, Dawn, you're within a year, you're in June. Um, so you're absolutely fine on that. Massage, especially the sharp pains, massaging it, hi, the hyper, hyper, hypersensitivity. Massage can help to desensitize those areas. Um, and uh, basically don't worry about it. It's the nerves. Nerves take ages to recover. As I say, it's not major nerves. It's not like nerves that are supplying important structures. It's these little cutaneous nerves that supply the skin that fire off and cause you all sorts of problems. So that's totally normal, Dawn, and I hope it doesn't bother you too much. But... Uh, Let's face it, you've had a big op and it takes a while for everything to, you know, your brain to reprogram itself that everything's in different places. Uh, so it's totally normal and you're going to be fine. Uh, and I hope it's not too troublesome. But a massage is my advice uh, for that one. And the, you're doing the massage. Excellent. Yeah. Well, that, that, keep up the good work and that, that's, that's uh, and supportive bras and things like that. Um, that's also helpful. Um, so what we got here is we've got a question which says... 
Andy Baker. I have, oh, sorry, I should try to say it angry. I have more or less double bubble on my left where my crease was moved. I had surgery in April. My surgeon said he can't do anything. I was meant to have a nipple lift, not a lower crease. Right. Okay. Well, you mentioned my. I don't recognise your name, Andy. So it's not me. I'm off the hook. I haven't done it. I haven't done this. That's good. Um, double bubble. Yeah. I know, I know what you're saying, Andy. I know what you're saying. This is a problem. Um, so what's happened here? What we're talking here is basically uh, this is the thing, you know. I think people worry about what implant to choose. They worry. They spend ages, sleepless nights. You'll have 360, 390. You'll have high or medium. This And I'm not saying it's not important what implant to choose. But it's so important to put the implant and get the implant in the right place. Because if the implant's not in the right place, it doesn't look good. And this is a this is a problem, Andy. And I, and I know what you're saying here. So what's happened here is that what the surgeons had, well, basically, if the nipples, if the breast is sitting a bit low, you either lift the breast up to meet the, the the implant, or you bring the implant down to sit with the low breast. And often that means lowering the inframammary fold, uh, because if you put the implant in where the implant current inframammary fold is the fold where your wire of your bra sits and your nipple sitting low you have an implant up here a nipple sitting down breast sitting down here it doesn't look good at all so you have to lower the inframammary fold now this is what's happened here you can see the original inframammary fold and you get this double bubble or this problem where the the lower pole is a, is a problem and um it's a pro it's difficult uh I'll, i'm not sure about this i was meant to have a nipple lift not a lowered crease that sort of suggests you went into surgery, suggests thinking you're going to have one up and got another one, which is a little bit alarming um, because the best way to make the shape of a best breast better, I always say this, best way to make the shape better is with a lift. A lift, if the shape wasn't right before, a lift is the best way to fix that. But there are scarring and complications with a lift. Don't get me wrong, it's a big deal to have a lift. So a lot of people don't want to go down that road. And there are things you can do with implants to try and make the shape better. This being one of them, lowering the fold and trying to make the implants sit with the breast. As I say, you're never going to lift the nipple, but you can make the implant sit with the breast. But it is a very difficult problem, Andy, and there are things you can try and do. You can try and score that inframammary fold to try and release it. The other thing I'd ask you, uh, Andy, is how long post-op you are, because you've got to give time for the breast to expand that lower pole. Uh, sorry, the implant to expand that lower pole. Often you get a ghost of where that uh, fold was in the early stages, and it can take a while for that to stretch out. And for those implants to settle, they often start a bit high. Lower pole doesn't look quite right. Upper pole looks too full. Some people like the fullness in the upper pole, but in time that lower that, that upper pole fullness settles, the lower pole rounds out. So I've got to say, if you're within six months, even if you're within a year, I would say look, try and you know try and see see if things are going to improve on their own. Uh, try and avoid further surgery if you can. Um, a nipple lift would do the trick. That was one thing you could do. You could lift the, bre the breast back up onto the um, the, uh, the, the 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 implant, but it is tough to get the, uh, to remove the memory of where that old inframammary fold is. Uh, um, it's a difficult problem you got there, and um, it's tough if your surgeon saying they can't do anything, and particularly if they were supposed to do a different operation. That doesn't sound good. Um, but um, the, the most cosmetically sensitive area is the upper pole. So often the upper pole looks good and you probably look good in clothes. The problem is out of clothes. It doesn't look good and it's a problem. My advice is 
leave it as long as you can. Uh, it, things might settle. If they don't, then you know maybe get another opinion and see if there's anything that can be done, like things like scoring, to try and re- help release that lower pole, to help forget that uh, memory of where the old inframemory fold was. Uh, similarly, um, a lift to bring it, bring the breast back up. Fat grafting into the area because it's you know things like that. Um, not uh, not great actually fat grafting into that area it's difficult to get the fat graft into that old inframemory fold but it's a tough problem andy you have uh pointed out a very difficult problem to fix and i haven't got any easy answers for you but uh it is you know one of the things that i do say to people preoperatively it's so important to, to to try and get those implants sitting right uh, whereas people will worry about the implants that they have, that they should worry about getting the implants sitting right. Because if it doesn't sit right, it doesn't matter what implant you've got. If you've got an inframary fold that's still in place, uh, double bubble, and you know, as I said before, uniboob, simnastia, all these problems, they can be really hard to fix. Basically, really hard to fix. But um, probably the best bet is a nipple, is a nipple well, not a nipple lift, the breast lift is probably your best bet. But it's difficult. If you, you know, you can send me some photos if you want direct message. That's what uh, some times people do, and I'll have a look if you want me to have a cast an eye and give me some ideas about how how long post-op you are and things. I can try and help by a Facebook um, consultation, if you would like. Um, so, yeah, that's excellent. Oh, God, I've got a couple of la- Oh, God, have we got... Hold on a minute. What's going on here? We've got more questions. Uh, the implant... Oh, sorry. The implant was supposed to push my old crease out. Yes. Uh, April. Oh, God, right. Okay, I'm way behind on the comments april so yeah you're within a year thank you i may see you in the future i do what you rate oh that's kind he's brilliant andy definitely go and see him if you ain't happy oh that's kind thanks dawn um yes so um yeah 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 april it's quite a long time april isn't it because uh it's getting on for a year uh i'm hoping things are maybe you're seeing maybe things are improving a bit i normally you know you wait wait um wait well as long as you can number one but number two the other thing you've got to be mindful of is the revision policy of the hospital some hospitals have like a year revision policy so you don't want to get see them in may next year and they say yeah okay we'll do another operation oh god you're out of the revision policy you have to pay so that's the other thing that you've got to be using other things sort of hanging over your head as a surgeon sometimes i'd rather they just had you know five years on it to be honest because the longer you leave it the better but if they've got it they might have a time limit on their revision policy so that's something i would be a bit aware of but the policy from a surgical point of view is the longer you can leave it the better and uh, it is a difficult problem to correct andy i haven't got any easy answers for you so i'm sorry that about that so that was a good one wasn't it? a good bit of interaction there thank you all um everything costs money from here in okay uh, no revision policy then um okay um well then there's no time limit so i suppose on the bright side there's no time limit um I took that as there was no revision policy. Yeah, I, I would take it as that as well. Um, right, okay. Well, um, that's 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 a shame. Um, but 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 you know, as I say, it's different. There's no obvious revision surgery to be done at the moment. I think that give it some time and uh, be positive, and you know, hopefully in time that implant will stretch the lower pole and stretch that old inframemory fold out. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry you got that problem. But hopefully, let's be hopeful that uh, get next few months. You know that'll that'll maybe things will start to soften and settle and improve. Uh, fingers crossed. 
hope things get better. Um, good. Okay, so uh, that's great. Well, it's uh, nice to have you on board, Andy, and uh, everyone else. And uh, thank you for your questions. And uh, that's, that's a, that was a good one. That. Uh, so I better have a relaxing day. I'm in my casuals and. <laughs> I'm going to go and relax some more now. I'm going to put my feet up and uh, watch a bit of telly or something. Okay. Um, I'll get to the telly, actually. But, uh, you know, kids on it and all that. But uh, anyway, thanks for listening. And I'm going to uh, go away now. And I will be here same time, same place, 7 o'clock next week. Any questions, Facebook me or send them to Laura. Laura, oh, I had things to say. I had announcements. Oh, I should have said them at the beginning. Well, anyway, Laura is leaving, um, so don't. You can still send them to Laura. We're going to uh, merge the email address. It's going to be Emma. They're having a week of uh, of crossover, so very sad to see Laura go. Laura's going to do a degree, which is starting next year. So Laura's going. And the other thing I wanted to say, which I've got, I'll say at the beginning, but I forget, is this is I've got a podcast. There is a cyanoplastic surgery podcast. You heard it right. We have made the Facebook Live sessions into podcasts uh, and also into YouTube. There's a YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed, why not? I need 100 subscribers. Uh, if I get 100 subscribers, um, Friday she finishes, Dawn. Um, I need 100 subscribers on Facebook and then I can get a bespoke name at the top. And I need fa- no 10,000 views and then I can start putting links to my website's on the on the pages and i've got 43 subscribers and about two and a half thousand views and that i've got to be honest is a little bit depressing because my children watch balloon battles and that video that one video will have two million views of someone playing balloon battles or something so i don't ask me why i can't get ten thousand views out of all my hundreds of videos i've got on there but I'm not bitter, you know, good luck to the balloon battles guy. I don't know if I do a balloon battles video, will I get some views? Almost certainly not. Um, but anyway, so it's this Facebook Live video of the of these. We're putting, we are archiving them all on Facebook Live. So please do join and subscribe. And I'm also doing regular videos on Facebook Live, not on Facebook Live, on uh, YouTube every week now. We're doing a new video every week on YouTube. Um, I'm officially a YouTuber and I'm also officially a podcaster because we've turned all these into podcasts. So um, the media is just, you know, unbelievable. So, uh, yeah, please do those things. Subscribe to the YouTube and do whatever you do to podcasts. Uh, I don't even know what you do to those. Subscribe to those or whatever, or listen to them, because uh, it's on iTunes, podcast on iTunes, Styanoplastic Surgery Podcast, it's called. So, yeah, I should start advertising those, shouldn't I? Um, anyway. I've gone on enough. I'm going to check out of here and thank you all for your uh, participation and I will see you next week and uh, I hope you have a lovely rest of the evening. Bye. Have a question not covered in today's show? Then send it over to info at styanoplasticsurgery.co.uk using the hashtag AskJJ. We'd love to hear from you.